Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Be A Lion podcast. Today's episode is a coaching episode and these are some of my favorite to post because you get to be a fly on the wall while I coach a client through a problem or situation. And this episode was very cool. It was with a manifester, for those of you who are familiar with human design. But we didn't really talk about design a whole lot because she had a situation that I felt was best addressed using parts work. So if you've never heard of parts work, Parts work is a way to explore the different aspects of yourself. So we refer to them as selves. And there's different variations of parts work. I'm specifically trained in something called voice dialogue. Um, But I, you know, weave in different methods with that. And in voice dialogue, we identify and name the different aspects and we interview them we get curious and we talk to them so for example your inner child is an aspect of yourself your inner rebel your pleaser your inner critic and I like to think about ourself as a system of different parts and each of these parts has a different personality, different preferences, desires, needs. And so sometimes when you're in a situation where you are really torn, like you'll hear in this episode, and you you just don't understand why there's a part of you that pulls you into certain situations or takes certain actions. And then there's another part of you that's very confused by it, right? So for me... My pleaser part used to run the show. My people pleaser aspect was the one making a lot of decisions for me. But then I had this other part of me that was this kind of rebellious, um, you know, anarchist type of energy that didn't like to please people at all. And in fact, would get really angry at the pleaser side of myself. And That would create a lot of anxiety within me to have these two aspects of self that do not get along and are very torn. So parts work is just a way to explore that and tap into memories, emotions, different different parts of you hold different memories and emotions. So you might be really confused why you're taking a certain action or behaving in a certain way, but then you tap into that part, you channel the energy and let it speak. And you start to learn things about yourself that you did not know were there. You didn't know that these memories existed or these emotions, these feelings. And it's really deep work. And... I've seen some incredibly transformative um, things happen for people in one parts work session. It's amazing. But it's definitely something that's a practice that I would say you don't ever really master it. It's just endless curiosity to know yourself, 
and to get curious about what parts of you are driving the bus. So if there was a goal for parts work, it would be to develop what we call your aware ego, which is basically just the non-judgmental, observant part of you that's watching all of this go down. In human design, we think about it as passenger consciousness. So... You know, I feel like parts work has really helped me live my design because it's helped me to strengthen that sensation of being in passenger consciousness and to understand why I behave the way I do and give myself love and compassion through that experience, whatever it is, where I used to get so down on myself and I'd get mad at myself and hate on myself when you actually learn why these parts of you make the decisions that they make you realize that they love you they're not trying to hurt you even your inner critic even your inner judger they love you and they're doing whatever they can to help you and of course it doesn't make sense when you're not in the energy and when you're not feeling the feelings that they feel and having the memories that they have But when you actually let them speak and you hold space for them and you love them through whatever experience they're having, you realize how complex the nature of our consciousness really is. And a lot of things are hidden in this ocean of consciousness that exists within all of us. So let's get into it. Here is my coaching episode with Nora. And if you decide parts work is something you'd like to explore within yourself, you can book sessions to dig into this. Um, You know, I've started taking a really minimalist approach with marketing my sessions because I have so many tools and I know what solutions I can give you. I can help you love yourself more. I can help you have better relationships. I can help you feel more free to be yourself and connect to your authenticity and parts work has been an invaluable tool that's allowed me to do that so if you'd like to try this method and work with me just book a session I do recommend 90 minutes for parts work so that we can really you know get into multiple parts and have time to integrate afterwards and talk about it and discuss so 90 minutes gives us that spaciousness all right let's get into it Here's the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Nora. I'm so glad to meet you and I'm excited to see what we can dig into together today. I think I was telling you I have a soft spot for manifestors. You guys always seem to find your way to me. So (laughs) um, I'm excited to just see what happens today and see if we can help you work through something or um, yeah, just kind of see what's going on in your life and how I can assist you with that. Um, So excited. I think this was 
this was my manifesto working. I started following you and it was like, oh my God, it will be so good to work with her. And suddenly the mail arrived and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, let's do this, let's do this. Let's see what happens. So now here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so honored to be here. Mm. And, and a little bit nervous too. It's like, oh, oh my God, she's going to get my shit together and that's going to be scary. <laughs> oh my god no we won't we won't be scary but I, I can understand being a little nervous but luckily we're both second lines I feel like second lines have like a resonance with one another whenever I meet other second lines it's like I feel like we've already known each other before so it's just there's a there's a naturalness to us that's what we're naturals so um I feel like that's on our side and we both have the 1222 so Yes. There, there's some friendship channels already in the works <laughs> perfect yes i love yeah. it so i don't know let's let's do this let's do it okay well before we start recording you were telling me about something that happened to you is that something <laughs> that you'd want to share about <laughs> oh no okay okay i will share so uh my ex my ex appeared today honestly appeared like some days before but it was you know like don't appear then blocked again and then appeared again but today we have been talking so it's like you know this is scary I always call this the Jumanji feeling you know Mm -hmm. like when you hear the drums of like this adrenaline but this game that you know it's gonna involve some weird monkeys and some (laughs) weird things and you're like yes play the game again oh my god I love your description of that that's so good (laughs) so I always I actually have this code with my friends when I'm feeling this is like Jumanji because this is a relationship that it's been really hard to walk away from uh Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that I was telling you like this is my spleen my open spleen like this is where I feel safe Mm -hmm. even though sometimes it's not safe at all uh, so yeah that's that there's that <laughs> okay so it kind of seems like if we were to look at this through a parts work lens you know kind of and I think design is really helpful with parts work as well because we can think about it as like it's the open spleen part of you that wants to hold on to something that is perhaps no longer good for you um, so it's, if you think about that open spleen as a, its own personality, its own voice within you, um, it could be really interesting to go into that and speak from that space and interview it and ask it some questions and just see maybe what's going on there. <laughs> All in me is like, no, no, run away. Uh, so I guess that's, uh, that's my goal. I think like wanting to run away from me, it's probably my, okay, do it. But I'm going to give you some information. Like mm-hmm. the interesting part with this person is that I just discovered we are both six to emotional manifestors with two exact channels, like the same channels. It's like, what? Oh. I'm dating myself and this is chaotic. Oh, my God. What a mirror. It's yeah, it's it's impressive. It's impressive. What, it's I mean, of like... all of the things that is so interesting. Wow. You know, I heard a story. I wonder if that's a manifestor thing because my friend showed me this story on Instagram and it was this guy telling his story of how he met his soulmate and they ended up both being, they had the same birthday and they were both manifestors and they had the exact same birthday. Like, 
what? Yeah. We you, guys must, you must need mirrors of yourself. It's worse because we don't even have the same birthday. So when I checked and it was like two six two emotional manifestors, really? We mm -hmm. we both have the twelve twenty two and then the ten twenty, both of us. And it's just like, oh my god, please don't wow. don't. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. So okay, well, if you don't mind me asking, what was it that didn't work in the relationship? Um, so actually it kind of became very toxic. Like if you would talk to me like some months ago, I would be in this victimhood place where it's like this person was horrible because this and this and this and that but no to be honest I think like uh our shadows our not work shadow shadows uh, were like very present in the relationship so sometimes we were like like it was impossible to have communication it was just like defensive mode on so mm -hmm. I think sometimes we go to this place and also there is this factor of uh so this person has BPD. So this is very complicated, like relationships. And I don't want to say it's impossible. I don't want to create any stigma around this. But we didn't know. Like, mm. it wasn't diagnosed. So I think we did some things that weren't clearly good for a person with BPD. And then on my side, a person with anxiety. So it was just like cows. Yeah, that seems really intense. Intense is a very, very good word. I mean, I feel like manifestors are just intense by nature, too. And then you get the two of you in a relationship and it's... <laughs> of course. And that, too. Imagine two manifestors is like, I want to be free. I want to be free, too. But I want to, you know, like, let's do what I say. No, let's do what I say. I'm right. No, I'm right. So mm. it was hard. And I think we didn't have the tools and it was too too many years without having the tools that now, even if we try, it's just like so much harm done that mm -hmm. it's, we just have to let go. But it's, it's really hard because the love is there and we have tried everything. Like I literally move a year abroad and such. And it like every time we see each other again, it's like <gasps> the same exact feeling. Please just go away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've kind of exhausted all of your tools that are available to you, and it just seems like there's incompatibility. Uh, it's weird because, yeah, it seems like there's too much compat compatibility, but at the same time, we can't make it work. So it's so hard. It's just like, it, yeah, it's, it's so hard. Wow, I've never talked about this with anyone, like, so openly and vulnerable. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> well, I do what I do. You know? uh, well, I'm happy that you're being so vulnerable. I really appreciate you um, feeling comfortable enough to share because I know this is this is hard to talk about. Relationships are such a sensitive subject for all of us. I feel like no matter how confident and powerful and strong and capable we are in other areas of our life, relationships can be an Achilles heel. So it, it can be challenging to be vulnerable about that when you know you're so capable in all these other areas and then there's this one thing that's just like, why why is this so hard? Yeah, and it's much harder because, you know, I have all my friends are coaches. I myself am a researcher for emotional intelligence and self-worth. So it's like, I have so many tools, yep. you know, like, and, and yet here I am. Like, here it is. Okay. Yeah, totally. 
Well, cool. Well, I think it would be interesting to like get into some parts. Um, are you open to that? I'm nervous, but open. I mean, I always say like, I'll try everything. So okay. yeah, I, I mean, I feel like with that 1222 channel, you might really enjoy parts work because I feel like at least this is my experience of that 1222 channel. I feel like I love drama and I love acting <laughs> things out and just kind of getting into the energy. And it's definitely that part of me that has that flair for the dramatics. So parts work really feeds into that for me. Like, I feel like I'm an actor. I feel like I can just like give myself to the energy and see what's there. So um, yeah, we can see it's not, you know, it's not for everybody, but just by seeing your configuration, I feel like it might work for you. So we can see it's, if it works. Yeah, let's let's do it. It's 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 nice because I listened to you talk about that and it's like of course this this was me when I was little, but I can see like my life like dimming that part of me. Like mm -hmm. because no, no, stop the drama. But I love it when I'm alone, it's like yeah. And I played I'm I'm Mexican, so I play, you know, like the Mexican soap opera in my in my head, like, yes, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for this. Yes, you got that fire. I'm Cuban, so I feel like there's, I don't know, I feel like Hispanic women are just very, um, we're just dramatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> In yeah, a good fire, way. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Bring it. Yeah, yeah bring so. it, especially when you add a defined solar plexus. It's like, hello, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. Awesome. Okay, well, just to start out, since this is your first time doing parts work, I think it'd be cool to get into the energy of your protector part and just check in because usually with parts work it's imperative that the protector feels safe and feels okay um, and then we can just go from there because even if it's just the protector that we talked to today that's totally fine um, that's always helpful to have that experience and if we're able to get into an opposite part of that or what we could think of as your open spleen or inner child or vulnerable self whatever it is that you end up wanting to name it um, that that's great too but I'm unattached to what happens so um, yeah, so just to kind of explain to you, the protector part is the part of us that we introduce to other people. It's the part of us that is there to protect us. So it's usually the first um, like point of contact when you're having a conversation with a new person because it's it's a part of you that's sussing somebody out. Um, and the protector shows up differently for everybody. Like for me, for example, my protector is more of a pleaser energy because when I was little, it was protective for me to please others. Some people's protectors are very like hard and like concrete, you know, um, and very discerning and skeptical. So my protector is actually more like a golden retriever because that's what feels safe for me, right? So you see how it can be different? So we don't actually know until we kind of get into the energy and see what lives there. Um, but if you were to Maybe we'll just start off doing it a little bit of an, in a somatic way. So if you were to kind of close your eyes and just settle into your body and just kind of getting into that energy of the part of you that is protective. So this is the part of you that, you know, double checks that the doors are locked before you go to sleep. The part of you that is maybe skeptical and discerning when you first meet new people. The part of you that developed at an age 
where you realized that maybe this world isn't super safe and you need some buffer protection. Part of you that maybe looks over your shoulder when you're walking down the street to make sure there's nobody behind you. Just feel into what this energy feels like in your body. What sensations you're feeling. If mm. Any colors or textures are coming into your mind. Yeah, walk me through what you're feeling. It's more like, wow, it's like the anxiety feeling, actually. Like, mm. a lot here, like, my heart is beating fast. I start getting sweaty, you know, like, preparing for whatever is coming. I feel like these, these almost fight or flight mode. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this, like, but... You know, it's more like that. Yeah. It's more like that. Okay. Does it feel safe for you to stay in this energy right now? Are you okay here? Yeah, it's fine. I, I know how to handle my anxiety. It, it's funny because I've, I've have said for years that my anxiety is my protector. I didn't mm -hmm. imagine it was so quite literal. Quite literally, yeah. You were intuitively feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if you feel okay to be here, maybe we'll start asking this protector some questions and just get to know this part of you a little bit deeper. So when I refer to Nora, I'm going to be referring to the part of you that's observing this, that's more of an objective part of you. And then the protector can be its own entity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just speaking from the protector, like, um, like in third person, that's what it's going to feel like at first. But since you're in this space, so from this perspective of Nora's protector, when did you first become active in Nora's life? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think I've been here since forever. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, uh, I started being, like, the main character around 14, 15. She was very thick, mm -hmm. so I just took over, um, yeah, to take care of her. She was feeling quite alone, fighting her sickness, so I appeared. And yeah, we've been together since. <laughs> wow. It seems like you're an imperative part of Nora's life and that she's lucky to have you. Uh, I think she's, it's, it's weird. She's been doubting me for the last couple of years. Uh, she started learning about anxiety and, and such and such. And I became the enemy for quite some months. But then we made pieces and she actually called me like the the, the alert from uh, for when she's not letting her light go out. 
she calls me like that like uh, that's my role to remind her of her essence and of her light wow that's so empowering yeah <laughs> so do you feel like you and Nora are having a better relationship at this point yeah she doubts me sometimes because sometimes she she feels she's getting too comfortable with me and everybody is talking about anxiety like in this very ugh, horrible way so she doubts but yeah we're usually in good terms um usually yeah what was you know one of the first times you remember being present in her life mm. i think when like she was little and her mother used to like her mom used to work a lot so she felt like very lonely like abandoned so mm. i was like do something please don't let her go just do something i was this feeling of take action <laughs> oh, like an urgency type of feeling yeah yeah like please do something whatever you need to do like just cry or beg or make a tantrum or just don't let her go <laughs> Mm. Uh, wow yeah yeah so interesting are there times in Nora's past where you feel like you've been in charge of her decisions oh. <laughs> I think when she was sick all that time it was it was me maybe I was a little too much because she <laughs> I gave her a lot of uh panic attacks maybe a little too much <laughs> but that made her uh learn how to deal with it but like by herself and i think that gave her a lot of strength so she's like resilient and she know like she knows how to take care of herself like she really she really learned from that to be with herself and calm herself down wow that was the goal <laughs> Yeah, it seems like that's what you wanted for her. Yeah. Wow. Is there someone that you take after, maybe in her family, like somebody that you learned your ways from, or was this something that was just completely um, unique to Nora? Ah, oh, I think it was mom. As like, she was the one we didn't want to go, so mm. we kind of learned to be her by ourselves wow yeah. interesting what do you want most for Nora hmm. peace and and I want her to to just be herself you know like she's amazing I think she's so afraid of who she is sometimes hmm. so I kind of remind her, like, you do you, boo. Don't be afraid. <laughs> so sometimes it's just like, you're not saying this thing. Here comes anxiety. You are not setting a boundary. Here comes anxiety. So mm. I just, you know, I, I remind her to be here and stop, like, yeah, you know, people pleasing and that things she does. She loves to do that. Yeah. Wow. 
What are your best hopes for Nora? Um, I literally want her to shine. <laughs> That's beautiful. Do you feel like you're misunderstood sometimes? Yeah, I think I am. I think she's sometimes afraid of my hope so <laughs> so she's like no just go away she's afraid of shining you think Ooh, oof oof yeah nothing more scary than that hmm. nothing why is that scary i think it also has to do with what happened when she got sick hmm. um so her thyroids were like producing 300% more of hormones or whatever. She was yeah. like 13 years old. And everything was about listening how she was too much. She was too much. She was too much. All the time she was too much, too much, too much. And it came a point where they have to took the thyroid out. Oh. So I think she believes when she's too much, she's going to lose something. She's going to be punished. For that and so I tried to remind her that it's not like that anymore and she's safe but there's this feeling of uh-uh no people don't like it when you shine it's too much you're gonna yeah. something's horrible gonna happen mm. but as a manifester that's quite literally her role <laughs> correct <laughs> Yeah, she actually thinks uh, she loves her manifesto power when they take the thyroids out. She has this thing, since she learned human design, it's like, you don't have that power anymore. They took it away from you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. I don't think you could ever take manifesto power away from a manifester. <laughs> it's ingrained. That's what I tell her. <laughs> she's also afraid of power that's true too like of responsibility you know yeah with a great power comes a great responsibility so yeah yeah no no way jose yeah i get it i get it so as the protector what what makes you feel unsafe hmm When she ignores me, uh, it's bad news. <laughs> yeah. It's bad news because, you know, like some other parts are going to take cover and she's going to act like this horrible person. She's not, or she's going to, either she's going to be submissive or she's going to be this horrible, arrogant person. She's just gonna become something I can I can't even see. It's just like, oh no, mm. no. There's no way. I won't see this. So yeah. <laughs> so you said some other parts might take over. What parts what other parts of Nora do you not trust to be in charge? She has this like very like <laughs> I would call it the this leathering part on her, you know, like this this part that speaks parcel and is so 
she manipulates and she does so many weird stuff she doesn't okay. have to do okay so she, okay so you called it the Slytherin part like from Harry <laughs> Potter I love yeah. the reference I do I do it's just like she speaks parcel mm -hmm. yep <laughs> yeah okay and what happens when Nora listens to the Slytherin part uh she thinks she has to control like instead of just being herself and honest and shine and da 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 it's like she wants to fake that shine i don't know if that makes sense so she needs to be perfectionist and to control things and what people thinks and and to i don't know to yeah to manipulate and to just be something she's not <laughs> Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be it depends on the person you know sometimes it can come out very arrogant and sometimes it can come very like people pleasing or like very submissive like yeah yeah whatever you say like she becomes what she thinks she needs to become basically yeah wow which is very interesting <gasps> um are there any other parts of her that you don't trust hmm um, she has this part maybe that's more this of Missy part she has this part where like she just grabs to whatever feels secure to her and it's like I won't let go I won't let go I won't let go I will never let go mm. <laughs> but yeah she has this part like very codependent I think like very no the job, the person, the situation, and just like, I will stay here. It's, mm. yeah, that's part, that, that part of her, it's like, I think it hurts her. Yeah. And what, what would be at risk for Nora if she listened to that part? To that other part when she stays? Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh... She usually puts herself in very harmful situations uh, mm. or like stays in places she's like not happy. Uh, she usually dims her light there a lot. Just like, yeah, sort of, yeah. So you've seen that not work out well for her. Ooh, very bad, yeah. <laughs> and do you try to get Nora's attention even more with that anxious feeling when you feel like those parts are coming in? I do, I do, I do. But the thing is that I think she's very used to me right now that sometimes, like, it's almost like she can turn around and look at me like, yeah, I'm listening to you, but I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. I will stay here, you know, like, she's mm -hmm. like, she learned how to deal with me sometimes and sometimes... Like she, she tries to listen to me more, more these days. Like she understands my role and it's like, okay, okay, I get it. But sometimes she just ignore me and I, she can even go through seven panic attacks and like keep going. Like I wow. want to listen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hard. So, 
how do you feel about um, this individual in Nora's life that we were discussing earlier, this relationship? Um, I think we all have (laughs) so many feelings about that person. Um, Mm. So... Ah, I don't even know where to start. Like, we all know we need to walk away. And I'm saying we because I think this is something that we all discussed. Like, if there is something that makes the part sit down and talk, <laughs> it's this. Um, I think she knows she needs to walk away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like... Uh, this person uh, makes her shine a lot, but also invites her to see the dark parts in her. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you know, like, I think she wants only the the easy part and, <laughs> and she doesn't want to just work the other side, <laughs> like admit the other side. <laughs> I see. So what would you recommend Nora do about this situation? Just walk away? (laughs) Shadow work, mama. Shadow work. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think, I think she, I think she needs to do her work uh, before trying anything, anything with this person you know like she has been doing some shadow work and has some clues right now i think she knows exactly what she needs to do to be honest like Mm -hmm. she but but it's 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 a lot about facing her own darkness ah i see do you think it would be helpful if we talked to the part of nora that's making it difficult for her to walk away yeah yeah go ahead whatever helps (laughs) okay all right well thanks for talking to us (laughs) thank you thanks for talking (laughs) awesome so you can just kind of shift out of that protector energy and back into nora's energy into that just objective (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of gotta shake it off get out of that space (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) wow what was that experience like for you wow it's weird because I thought like, you know, like there would be this part of actually the mind taking over, but no, it just like, blah. It's a stream of consciousness. <laughs> it just comes out of you like, blah. Uh-huh. It's because we finally give these parts of us permission to speak, right? And we're giving them a stage almost. Wow. And they're like, oh my God, I've been trying to get your attention through anxiety <laughs> or through whatever else and you're finally talking to me like of course I'm gonna speak right wow 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 yeah (laughs) what does it feel like now in like more of an observer role stepping out of that energy what's the difference here um I'm a a bit in shock you know like some some things I knew but some were like wow like okay yeah, where did that you come know, from? like taking note, yeah, like wow. So my mm. mom used to go, you know, like. 
Yeah, I found that our parts, different different selves, store memories. So it's almost like, you know, if we think about these different aspects of our consciousness, almost as different doorways that we can walk through. When we're not stepping through the doorway, we don't know what's in there. And so it's like, it's like almost opening a closet and seeing what you've been storing in there that you haven't had access to with your conscious mind. But since a lot of these parts are suppressed or they can also be unconscious, it's like opening a doorway. Yeah. And actually, like when you said, when you were talking about like the protective energy, I didn't thought it was my anxiety. You know, it was just like, what? Yeah. What? No idea. I think that was the first shock. Like, I knew you had a role, but really, you're the one that protected me? Wow. Mm -hmm. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> really common. Like, I'm not going to lie, especially with people who are open or undefined in the spleen. Because if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Like, you don't have a consistent access to survival instincts. Yeah. So it's almost like you need to go overboard to ensure survival because you don't know if that instinct is going to be there or not. So it's almost <laughs> like this paranoia where you're like, I have to go above and beyond to protect this person because I, I, do, I can't trust my spleen. <laughs> I never thought about it this way, but it makes a lot of sense because I, I literally have zero, uh, you know, like survival skills. Like my mom mm -hmm. told me when I was 10 months, I already walked. And wow. I walked direct to a pool, you know, like, whee! <laughs> Sounds like... about right. <laughs> and she was like, you used to do these things all the time. And I'm like, yep, I have no, no skills to survive. Zero, zero. Yeah. I mean, that sounds exactly correct because when I, I'm, I have a defined spleen. So when I think about myself as somebody with a defined spleen, that's this energy that's kind of always looking over my shoulder and... Um, it's almost like I can't enjoy certain things because my spleen is like, <laughs> so when I think about not having that, like, what would that be like to not, not know if that would be there or not? It almost feels like this, something that's going to catch me if I fall. So when, yeah. if, if I don't have consistent access to that, if I don't know that that's going to be there for me, it makes a lot of sense that you would need to overcompensate and develop something in your system to protect you, to keep you safe. That makes lots of sense. Hi, my anxiety. Hi. Yeah, thank you. It's a picture, <laughs> right? We're yes. so hard on ourselves when it's actually, it's so beautiful that these selves uh, ensure our survival and just want us to be safe. And they love us. And even parts of us like the inner critic actually love us and the reasons behind their behavior is coming from a place of love yeah totally I yeah I have a very I think I already had like a, some sort of good relationship with my anxiety but now it's just like wow wow I respect you thank you so much so cool I, I mean that's ultimately my only goal for doing this kind of work is for us to understand and love ourselves and have more compassion for ourselves at the end of it. Um, so I'm really glad that you had that realization. That's, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank so you. Yeah. I, I, I wish you all can see my smile. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
Um, how do you feel about, well, first of all, before we shift, um, well, we're in this objective energy, this, so we call it the aware ego in parts mm -hmm. work. So if you think about yourself from this aware ego place where it's completely objective, non-judgmental, what would you name the part of you that is kind of the opposite of the protector or the part that wants to stay in this relationship and not leave? Ooh, the submissive. <laughs> submissive, no, okay. It's like, yes, walk all over me. I don't care. Okay, great. Okay, so submissive part. Um, yeah, because we want to think about that seems very – that seems objective to me because if we, if we think about something from a judgmental standpoint, then we know we're in our judger and not our aware ego, right? Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. So okay. yeah, I have this submissive and I, I heard myself talk about like these other parts, mm -hmm. uh, my, my slithering part. Yeah. I think that that comes out too, but I think the like the part that wants to like, like really can't let go, it's mm -hmm. the submissive one. Totally. Yeah. That's a great name. Okay, awesome. So when you feel ready, uh, sometimes it can help to shift your body in some way, um, just to like move into that submissive energy. And... Oh, no. <sighs> okay, let's go. <clears throat> so just kind of shifting into this energy, what, what do you feel in your body when you're in this space? Here. Fear of what? Hmm. Oh, ah. Fear of aloneness? Of hmm. loneliness? Like, of I. What does that sensation in your body feel like? That fear of loneliness? It's. it's, it's it's like I don't know it, it feels like I'm small I'm like so vulnerable you know yeah. like just just mm -hmm. like this please love me yeah it's this energy of I swear I'm a good person please love me <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like that wow yeah, yeah. And how old are you in this energy? Hmm. I think I'm quite small. I mean, I'm like a really like three years old. I feel really like, even my body, I feel like very, like, you know, small. Like looking up for the grown-ups, like, take care of me. Hmm. And so in this energy, when did you first become active in Nora's life? Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think she was really little, you know, like just, you know, just wanted to get the love and and attention of the grown-ups, but mm, then probably 
she grew up like six, seven, and 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 they became more uh, absent, and so I became stronger. It's like, just don't let me go. Please keep taking care of me. Yeah, that must be really scary to not know if people are gonna be there for you or not. Uh, yeah, I think she actually like she got a lot. Like I was very happy, you know. Like she got a lot of attention. She was an only child. The uh, she was the smallest one in the whole family, you know, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yay! Everybody loved Nora. Like, I want to be with her. I want to be with her. And then she started growing up. And, you know, that attention and that love is starting to be, like, not there. So I was like, what? What's happening? Hey, hey, you, grown up, remember me? You used to love me. I was so cute. What happened? <laughs> so, What age do you think that started happening at? Probably... I know, five, six, something like that. Still so little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And so how did that make you feel when people started treating you differently because you weren't as young? I think I, I felt that I was doing something wrong, so... Mm. Probably I stopped being cute or or good or lovable. Mm. So I I understood I had to do something to to make them love me. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> so that was when I appeared. It it, it felt like ah. Uh, I need to make her to be perfect or something to, to, you know, like, you need to do something. People just won't love you because you are cute and a baby anymore. So come on, Nora, do something. Yeah, so did you feel like you needed to please others and kind of lose yourself in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I decided to... Like, that things where Nora was good at, like, where people would say, like, oh, you're so good at this. So I was like, oh, okay, and you like that. Oh, okay, let's be the best, the number one in this, so you keep loving me, you know? Like, (laughs) that was kind of the, yeah, like, whatever it takes. What do you think of Nora's protector part that we were talking to earlier? (sighs) (laughs) I think sometimes this part does not understand how the world works it's just like she just wants Nora to be so herself and she's like shining star and na 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 but she doesn't understand sometimes it's hard people it's weird and and, 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 and sometimes people are mean and so (laughs) Or people go if you don't, if you're just you. (laughs) So so I make sure the people that that are important for us stay. Mm. Yeah. So what happens 
inside of Nora when you are maybe not seeing eye to eye with that protector part? Do you think that's hard for her? Yeah, I think she really struggles to know, like, to understand which part to listen to. Mm-hmm. And But I know what to do. I always tell her, like, oh, you're going to be alone. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, no one's going to love you. If this person goes, no one's going to love you this way. And come on, just mm-hmm. do something. Don't let them go. Don't, don't quit the job. You're not going to find this. I remember... I remind her of how security is important and these things mm. like she needs to remember. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense with what you experienced. You're just trying to keep her safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and not alone. You know, we, we've... She's been through some hard times very alone. She, she doesn't deserve that. She... she... She deserves to, to have people that love her and, and take take care of her the way she does. So is loneliness the worst thing that could happen? Hmm. I think now some other parts have convinced me like it's not that bad. Actually we do good alone. But the worst thing is not having a tribe and not being loved because to be honest now we we enjoy alone time a lot but that's very different from not belonging somewhere not being loved and 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 oof that that's the worst thing yeah for sure what's life without a tribe Mm-mm. yeah it seems like you really just want Nora to be loved and accepted and have a community yeah communities are are quite important and yeah i want her to be to be loved and protected to be sure like when when we as a whole are not able to take care of her she has someone some place to go and that's important for me yeah is that your hope for Nora is to always have love and people around her? Yeah. Yeah, to to have a safe place. Yeah, to have a safe place and and also for her to be a safe place for other people. It's like I always remind her both parts. Uh but yeah, always have a community, always have a tribe always have a space to be safe whatever happens if a pandemic comes there she will have a space to be safe it's important i think she's thankful with me right now for that yeah yeah definitely is there anything specifically that you want nora to know about this relationship that we've kind of been speaking to this with this individual oh that one maybe i went too far with that one huh. oh. yeah yeah ah i learned my lesson honey um <laughs> yeah i think i overstepped a little there 
I'm sorry. I didn't want to hurt Nora. Mm. Uh, just that space made I don't know, it made her feel so safe sometimes and and I don't know. So herself, I thought I thought she was enjoying but then I don't know. I think I think I lost it a little bit. Um I'm sorry, I wish I could tell her I'm sorry. I well, yeah. she can hear you if you wanna tell her that. Yeah. Um maybe sometimes I I make her too submissive and that's harmful for her. Mm. I I'm, I'm working on that. I'm listening to my peers now, but it's hard sometimes for me to to understand the difference. It it she feels so safe in some spaces that I I don't understand. <laughs> Is there any advice that you have for Nora around this relationship? Hmm. I think I I want to tell her that I learned my lesson and I got her back. I I will let her go to any place that that's harmful for her. Um, and yeah, I we have grown. I hope she just trusts me this time. She can yeah. trust me. Is there anything that you need from Nora? I wish she talked to me more, you know? Mm. I think she... I think she hates me. Aww. So sometimes... Hmm, ironic, huh? Sometimes it gets lonely. Yeah. <laughs> it gets lonely. Maybe if she just checked in with you more and... Just made sure you're okay and... Yeah, I think I'm, I'm willing to talk to anxiety too. I'm willing to talk to the others. Just remember I'm here to, I'm part of, of, of this, I'm part of Nora too. Is there anything else that you would like Nora to know? Hmm. Oh, I think I I just want her to know I I mean no harm. I'm yeah. I never tried to harm her. Yeah. Well, thank you for being open and talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Of course, you are so charming. Nora's lucky to have you. 
Thank you. I hope she feels the same. <laughs> mm. So when you're ready, you can ease out of that energy and come back into your aware ego. Bye. <laughs> mm, yeah. A lot can come up when we get into our child, our child self. <laughs> wow. That was hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just giving you an energetic hug right now and <laughs> sending wow. love and compassion your way because I, I, I'm feeling your feels and I, I know how challenging that can be to hear the truth of a part of ourselves like that. But also Thank it's you. Wow. freeing, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Wow, I want to hug that little part. <laughs> you can, you can. I could almost see her, you know, like mm -hmm. I had this image of of me like uh, crawling on like below the tables with my family. Like, yeah. oh, wow, wow. <laughs> so sweet. She was so sweet. <laughs> it was really interesting because your voice changed when you were in her. You became like very soft. Like that, it reminded me of like a, like pink cotton balls or something is what I was seeing. It was just like very like soft and like very sweet and um, just like precious. There was a preciousness to that part of you. Wow. Yeah, that was my feeling too. Like, oh, like little baby for you. Yeah. Like I... <laughs> yeah, and like it makes perfect sense, right? It's like, oh my gosh, that was... That was how you tried to get my needs met. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. So I'm welcome. very impressed. Yeah. Thank you for being so open. I mean, you did, you did all of that. I just asked you questions. So <laughs> you were the one that was able to go there and get to know those parts of you. Wow. I, so there's, I, a, there's a way that we can kind of help. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, sorry. Like there was like a couple of months I was thinking like, mm, where, where where my inner child be like? Mm. And, you know, like now it was like, oh, there you are. Wow. There she <laughs> is. Yeah. There, like I never imagined you were hiding there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're still there. I think that we forget that these parts are, they're parts of our consciousness and they still exist just as much as any other part of us, you know? It's just that we're not taught to tend to all these parts of us. And, and it's really different when you actually let yourself go into the energy and give it that undivided attention versus just speaking about it. Yeah, it's very impressive. Even the the body, I I mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to 
go down you know like yeah it's like people's body language always changes <laughs> you were like kind of crouching and so yeah it's, it's a very it's a very somatic experience as well wow wow um, mm -hmm. <sighs> very cool um so there is a way that we can kind of help you I don't want to say blend these parts, but um, integrate these parts. So for a minute, if you were just to get back into that <coughs> energy mm -hmm. and, you know, just for a second, maybe close your eyes and get into that energy and just let me know kind of on a scale of one to 10, how strong do you think that part is right now? Hmm the my protector energy mm -hmm. uh, maybe five six okay and does that feel good for you or would you like it to be stronger or weaker hmm. I think I don't know. Good question. <laughs> there, is a part of, there is a part of me that, no, this is okay. This is okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is okay. Okay. So it feels good. It feels balanced for you. Yeah. Okay. And what about where is that part living in your body? If you could choose a location this protective part mm -hmm. it's a lot like chest and hands you know okay. like this sensation of this heartbeat <laughs> okay okay perfect and then if you wouldn't mind shifting back into that child self for a moment yep and on a scale of one to ten how strong is this part Hmm. I think I think one this part I think <laughs> I does that feel balanced for you? No. No. Okay. Where does this part live in your body? I think like opening the chest and a bit in probe, like hmm. Um, yeah, but also with my emotions, it's just like, I yeah. just feel a lot of sadness, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. okay, you can kind of sit with that sadness for a moment. We don't need to rush it. Just feel whatever's coming forward and just allow yourself to express this is a safe space to do that yeah maybe this part of you just needs to be witnessed yeah. <laughs> it's right to feel sad you didn't feel seen when you were little you felt like you had to be a you know put on a show in order to get seen yeah. you couldn't just be you and feel understood and feel loved and 
that's really hard. Do you feel like this emotion is moving at all? Is it still feeling like it's in your throat? Is it shifting? Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm feeling calmer. It's just, mm-hmm. um, I would like to, I think like it would be nice if this voice was a bit more heard and like trusted. Yeah. I think. So if it's at a one right now, what if we imagine a dial in front of us and you have the power to turn that dial up? What number do you want to turn that dial to? I think to a three. Okay. So let's turn that up to a three. Hmm. And how does that feel? Better. I think... We are ready to listen to this voice again. We can Good. trust her. She's done the job. Good. We can trust her back. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens when you imagine the sensation of this part of you and the sensation of the protector kind of coming together in your body? Mm-hmm. Like maybe the protector's coming up into the throat a little bit and the child is going down and they're mingling energies. <laughs> I literally feel? have this image of, you know, like a grown-up walking with a kid, you know? Yeah, like... <laughs> totally. How does that feel? Good. God, it feels good. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's like both of these parts just want to be loved and they just want you to be loved and they can come together. They just want the best for you. They do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels nice. Yeah. I think this voice was like banned, you know, like, no, go away. Yeah. It's just misunderstood. That's all. Yeah. Just needed some love. Just needed some loving on, like we all need. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. She'll do better in a team. That's what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> a team. <laughs> a team, right? It's like, um, I like to think about it as like a committee, like a yeah. table. And I'm like, there's room at the table for everybody. This is a democracy in this system. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know, when kids are left out of the mm-hmm. of the adult table. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, invite her to come sit at the table. Come sit on my lap. Yes, you know, yes. you, there's room for you. And I care about your viewpoints and your feelings. And, you know, I think sometimes 
well-intentioned child parts of us are trying to drive the bus when in reality they don't want the responsibility to make the decisions it's like how an actual child would be they test us almost to see if we're gonna parent them through that experience and that's almost what I was feeling from her is like with this relationship she was trying to get your attention and trying to get her needs met from you in some way so she was seeking it from this person and in reality, she just wants you to make the decision and you to parent her, but you need to take that that seat at the table as the parent and make the decision so that she isn't making the decision. It was almost like she was confused as to why she was really even doing that. <laughs> wow! Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's, it's so fun because in my research work, this is exactly what I do. Like, mm-hmm. this is research is participatory we listen to all the voices and we take a decision together so this mm-hmm. is literally what i do <laughs> so you should be good at handling it within I yourself should be inside <laughs> myself wow i mean oftentimes things that we're really good at doing in work are hard to do within ourselves yeah. so i feel you on that one yeah yeah we say like we came to teach what we came to learn right a hundred percent hundred percent Wow. Oh, I feel so relieved. I know your energy feels so different. You've if like the room feels different, (laughs) like the air is lighter and it's not as heavy and um yeah, it's like your eyes look clearer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm very impressed. I'm very grateful. Wow. Well, I knew I knew there was something here for you. So, you know, we never really know what it is, but I felt drawn to you for a reason. So I'm so fortunate to be able to have somebody like you come and work with me on here and be vulnerable and share and just dive right in with me. So thank you so much. I'm really honored to facilitate for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really wow i have no words right now but i know my energy is saying everything (laughs) yeah i can i can feel you it's so funny because you know manifestors usually have closed auras but i've found that um i've worked with a few emotional manifestors and i feel like you guys kind of wear your hearts on your sleeves so it's it's easier to read and i wouldn't say that's across the board but at least the ones that i've worked with that are emotional um i've been able to almost get into your org space a little bit because you're so expressive and um, so yeah it makes it makes my job easier and more enjoyable (laughs) yeah I I also think like actually like because we have these auras Mm -hmm. when when someone like when we actually let someone in it's just like we connect a lot it's like if someone gets in it's like avatar you know yeah. like yeah totally. because you get past that that not even me I, I don't even have like I don't have the list to who can enter my space it's just like it's just what it is so when you cross that it's like hi you entered yeah. it's so good You're to here. have someone here let's connect <laughs> totally I wonder if it's because like you kind of initiated it, right? Like you, you did respond to my email, but it was like an, I want to do this thing. And so um, I wonder if it's when it's the correct, you know. Yeah, the match, yeah. Yeah, the correct connection, then it the aura does let somebody in. And 
Um, because yeah, I, I feel that with the manifestors I've worked with, it's been really, really cool. And I don't, I don't always feel that from manifestors. So I feel like it maybe just has to be the uh, correct engagement together. So yes, yes, yes. So uh, it's cool. so good to, to, to do this. I'm so happy. Yes, <laughs> thank, you thank you so, so much. much, Nora. I really, I'm, I'm so appreciative and um, I really hope to talk with you again in the future. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm so sure. 